0: I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the Audio Diary of a Peculiar Character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the Companion site of a Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. I am such a nerd for brewing. The strongest evidence to date is that uh, I got the cash payout on a long-term incentive plan for my day job recently and spent a pretty significant chunk of it on a substantial upgrade to my home brewery. Towards the end of last year, I got my first stainless steel fermenter quickly followed by another one. I got these atemperators or temperature controllers for each of these to really start to delve much more into better temperature control during primary and secondary fermentation as well as cold crashing to help clarify and clean up the beer towards the end of the process. This is something that as I've gotten uh, more mastery with other aspects of brewing, I understand that this is really one of the most key aspects to do right is yeast health management, understanding how temperature affects the performance of the yeast, how to manipulate that over time to get what you want and to get the best product possible. Uh, out the other side. I've, I've heard, and if you're a home brewer as well, or a pro brewer, you probably have heard this adage about, brewers actually don't make beer. We make wort. We make the best wort that we can. Yeast makes beer. And I feel like that's that's very true. I feel like with temper control at my beck and call now, that my beers have, in some ways subtle and in some ways substantial, have really improved over the last half year or so. All that being said, my fermenters are still fairly crude in some ways. The particular setup that I have from SS Brewtech are these 7.5 gallon, or maybe they're 7 gallon, I don't remember, uh, 7 or 7.5 gallon stainless steel buckets that are truly like the plastic buckets. That They have a, a flat lid, they have a really nice seal, and four spring clamps that hold them closed. You get, for the temperature control rig, an alternate top from which depends a stainless steel coil through which you pump some sort of cooling solution. Uh, What I've been doing for the last little bit is uh, keeping a cooler which I've drilled some holes in next to it to put the submersible pump, uh, connect that all up to that coil, up to the controller which also has a probe that goes down into a thermal well from the lid well into the beer. If I swap in uh, one gallon frozen jugs of water into that cooler on a regular basis, I actually can do a pretty good job and get my beer well below ambient temperature. Not as cold as when I cold crash in my kegerator which can go almost all the way down to freezing but cold enough that uh, I've been able to clear up the beer at the end and then even during uh, the early stages of fermentation where I perhaps want to warm the beer up at certain points to encourage the yeast to wake up and clean up Some things that might otherwise produce off flavors in the finished beer, I can drop an aquarium heater into the same cooler. I have to wait a little bit to change over from cooling mode to warming mode for the heater to bring the water up to about 75, 76 degrees. The controller, thankfully, can also be switched into heating mode. So, within a certain amount of lag time, I've actually got a fair amount of control. After six or eight batches though, I have to say I'm getting a little tired of uh, at certain points of the brewing process, having to swap those frozen jugs out uh, multiple times a day. Certainly also the ramp up is a little bit more manual high maintenance than I would like in terms of having to, to plan it for a time where I can attend to the cold box while it's warming up and now becoming my warm box. That chunk of my bonus that I talked about earlier went towards Uh, A glycol cooling rig. This is a pretty impressive piece of equipment and that glycol is basically uh, The same or similar material as what you use in your car's antifreeze You, You cut it at a ratio of about two to one distilled water to glycol and put that in a three gallon reserve It has its own compressor So it's effectively like a mini freezer with a very efficient solution to put through those cooling coils rather than just straight water that is great on the cold side because the, the glycol chiller itself is able to push that solution down below freezing to about 26 to 28 degrees Fahrenheit. On the flip side, I ordered for the fermenters these heating pads that sit inside the insulating jacket just around the bottom with upgraded controllers that I don't have to flip back and forth between the heating and cooling mode. They just have a set point temperature and are able to decide whether to turn the heater on to raise the temperature of the beer up to the target or run the pump to bring that chilled glycol in to lower the beer far less manual than the way i had it set up and i've added to the mix a third fermenter getting rid of the last of my glass so that i can bulk age the beers that i like to bulk age and still have plenty of capacity to turn over those short running beers i'm very excited to talk about some of the beers that i'll be producing in the next year with this system and invariably, the learning curve that's going to come along with it. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits, except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution share 3.0 United States license. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like, as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.